Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, and you are not. With me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Hi, good evening, everybody. Aren't you lucky you're not, Ron? Ha, ha, ha. Just Most kidding. people are. <laughs> anyway, also joining me is my soul sister the one the twin laura what's the hi <laughs> hello hi remember thanks that? for having me on do you remember that one the twin i do remember that i don't know how we came up with it but that's i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> impetuation of youth <laughs> what the hell does that mean i don't know i don't uh, know wonder twin wonder twins activate which what show is that <laughs> Some, no some cartoon, right? It I'm was. Sure. It was some kind of superhero cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Laura was my co-host on the morning show for a long, long time. Uh, she is an intuitive uh, medium. And, uh, uh, yeah, she's uh, quite the girl. Met her in a Reiki class. Her and I hit it off pretty good until she divorced me and that was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i became no the thing is i became a grandmother and then i was needed elsewhere and <laughs> just see this see? is what happened yeah i know Sorry. it <laughs> damn kids damn kids anyway so laura has got involved in a um oh my god I'm trying to think of the name of this now family oh a forever forever Wait, family foundation Okay, which is uh, on episode four of the Netflix special Surviving, no, Death, Surviving Death, right? Surviving Death. Yes, yeah. yes. Do, do you know, uh, Stephen, I was supposed to be on that. Really? Really? Yeah, Stephen Parson. I have, in fact, I went back today and I got like 20 emails from the one of the producers on the show. And as it turns out, uh, when they were filming this thing, because um, they wanted to do the red light seance and they wanted Steve's uh, commentary as well during the things. Because for those who don't know, I, I've been conducting red light seances for the past 11, 12 years now, whatever it is. But um, so th they were very much interested in that. Unfortunately, their, their shooting window was during spirits, uh, which is a yearly event that ah. Steve usually held. So, yeah. Uh, we were hoping to work it in. We, we tried different methods, but we, we couldn't get it in. And so they went across the pond to Europe and did some work in some place there, whatever. But tis tis. Not the first time, won't be the last. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Laura, you have developed so much into uh, a very good intuitive medium. Uh, I know a lot of people that have. Um, used your services and, and are quite happy with you. And I mean, how did you ever get involved all to start with really? How did it start? Yeah, um, how did it all start? 
Yeah. Well, that's that's a long story, but um, <laughs> we're well, not going anywhere. We got an like, hour. Yep, we got a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll do I'll do uh, the Reader's Digest version. Um, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So um, many years ago, um, I was a young mom, and there was a time when I was I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that. So I started meditating, and uh, just to help you know, to to do that because I didn't really want to go on medication and stuff to deal with all that. So, um, so I started meditating every day for like six months and there came a day when, and I remember it very, very well that I then started hearing people who I couldn't see. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And at that time I really didn't know anything about mediumship. Um, I had an interest in ghosts and things since I was a, a very young person, but, um, but I really didn't understand mediumship and I didn't know what that was. So I ended up going on a quest of sorts to try to figure out what was happening. So, so in my mind, it was one of two things that was happening. One is either I, I needed some serious help mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I still wonder that sometimes, but, um, <laughs> or there was really something more that was happening. Um, so over a course of like a week and a half, there was a whole lot of things that like the most, Incredible things happened, um, you know, not only he- hearing things I couldn't see, but also there were things happening around me that, you know, blinking lights and um, and birds coming out of nowhere, like just like crazy things like that. And and this person was talking to me and, and I, I remember having conversations with this person I couldn't see and saying, um, they, they wanted me to deliver a message basically to somebody that I knew. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of freaky. So then I finally got the courage, you know, after about a week and a half of, of this person hanging around to let this, per, you know, the people that were supposed to get the message said, I, I have something to tell you. I don't know what you're going to think of this, but this is what's been happening. And um, so this person in spirit passed along like, OK, I see this. I see this. I see this. And sure enough, um, this information was corroborated, corroborated by other people that these things were actually were happening or this was actual evidence that this person was around. So that kind of started me in a whole journey of trying to understand more of this and why, why I was having these experiences and what exactly was a medium. Um, so at that point I, you know, I, I was taking classes, every kind of class I could take, you know, I took the Reiki class, like you mentioned, Ron. Um, I started ghost hunting with the New England ghost project, just, just to try to understand what is spirit what is the afterlife? What, you know, why the, all, all the why, what, when, and how thing of everything. Um, and so I know that uh, being part of the, the New England Ghost Project was a big part of that, of, of trying to understand the spirit world and, it, and to really test my own beliefs in these things as well. You know, do, do what do I believe? That's what I was trying to determine over several years in my development as a medium early on was what, what is it that I actually do believe and where does my faith lie? And um, so then now 20 years later, this is where I landed. So um, that's a yeah. that's a short story. <laughs> that, that That's incredible. And I can't imagine your initial reaction. You must have been, did you say to yourself, no, I didn't hear that. I did right. not hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I'm like, I, cause, cause I couldn't see, but I could hear. And, uh, 
it's like that doesn't make any sense and I remember having conversations in my head and sometimes I actually spoke out loud I'm like I just go away get away from me I don't know who you are (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah so it was um it was it was and so synchronistically I came across a book by John Edward that week. It was just by sheer coincidence I found it, and I started reading it and uh, I said, "Is this what's happening? Is this is this what he what he's doing is what I'm experiencing now?" Um, the cool thing is that that you know it was it was came on full gangbusters in the you know from the very beginning um this connection and hearing things and then all of a sudden it seemed like it almost like backed up like spirit sort of backed up and said okay we showed you what's possible now you need to start learning so i that's when i started taking all the classes and everything and sort of starting from scratch and um and then built back from that so it was it was very cool when i look back how they they got they got my interest enough to to get me to <laughs> to try to learn more, so that's where I am today. Anyways, so do you have a good rapport with them? The spirit? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's mean, no they, reason not will to. Will they back off? And, well, they, do they give you space? Are they are they constantly mourning? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's well. That's one of the most important things about being a working medium is you have to set your boundaries with spirit. Um, so I just know that, you know, when I'm trying to sleep, I'm going to be left alone. And, mm-hmm. um, and I they say, okay, when, I, yeah, it's like when, when you, it's, yeah. So when I'm not working, I, I generally am not tuned in, um, at least to the spirit world. I'm tuned in intuitively, but not necessarily to the spirit side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really important to, to, to really set boundaries because it, it can deplete your energy if you're constantly plugged in. Right. I, you know, I, I hear from so many of my medium friends and psychic friends that they go to supermarkets and they absolutely hate going there because there's <laughs> yeah. so much going on. And yes. Is it the same way with you? It used to be. It used to be. Mm-hmm. I remember having that conversation with you like, I don't want to go in the supermarket. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's where I originally heard it from. See, that's key. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the thing is, like, everybody's there, right? And and most of the time, there's some people who actually enjoy going grocery shopping. There's some people who don't enjoy going grocery shopping, but they have to go, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're very empathic or you're very tuned in, you're going to pick up on all those mix of emotions. And a lot of people are coming in after work. They're tired. They're grumpy. They're coming in with all their stuff that they they left work with you know, uh, yeah. energetically. Right. And, um, you know, some people have enough money to pay their, their food bill. Some people are struggling and they, you know, so there's a huge mix of emotions within a grocery store. Because there's needs and wants and lack and, and abundance and and um, human emotions all tied up in in one place, right? And, and then of course, if you go into like the local market basket, they're everywhere. There's people everywhere. There's tons ah. of energy. Very hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're if you're very open, it can feel really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so when I go in nowadays, now that I know better, I go <laughs> in. Um, I, I make sure I'm very grounded, which I just take a moment and take a breath and go, okay, getting out of my car and go in and I just keep my energy to myself and I don't expand my aura at all. And I just, um, you know, I, of course I, you know, go in and I'm friendly to people, but I don't, I'm not open energetically to people. So, and I have a, a really strong sense of what, what I need, what I'm in there for and what, you know, and then get in and get out. <laughs> <laughs> have you considered Peapod? <laughs> Uh, yes, I have, but I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, it's, I just find it's not necessary, which is good. So, yeah. So what about, I mean, 
the other way, where you, where you go to a place that isn't busy. So, for instance, uh, I don't know if you do yoga or, or not, but uh, say you go to a yoga class or, or something similar to that. I, I, you know, you do a lot of spiritual classes. I used to. So, when you're in that state, you, do you find yourself more vulnerable to spirit in that you you've put yourself really you opened up basically when under yoga and, and other uh, mind calming uh, uh, activity. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the same thing, like you could still be um, in a calming, calm, centering space, but still be energetically um, uh, not closed off, but just not as receptive to other people's energy. Okay. So but you, you, yeah. you have learned that as well. Oh, yeah. It's got to be learned. I mean, some of this stuff has to be learned, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it's just you know it's it's been practice too, you know, and and you know there's there's times it doesn't happen as often anymore, but you know from time to time I, if I'm not if I'm really tired, um, if I'm really depleted, um, I can easily get rattled, you know, um, and that, but that's just I have to be very mindful about the how much rest I get now, you know I'm in my fifties now I just uh, <laughs> you know? oh, get out of here. <laughs> so it, so it, yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I need my rest, you know? So, That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking so, like, you, you know, low 30s. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Because <laughs> <laughs> my um, eyesight is so. Ah, oh, wow. There's your back in a compliment. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Rod. <laughs> thank you, Rod. <laughs> uh, oh, but, my I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful path if you can do it. Uh, and and there are there are so many people that are doing it nowadays. So why do you think there's such a a rise in the number of mediums out there? Um, well, first of all, I think it's you know social media has made it easier for people to understand what's happening or to be to learn more about their own intuitive um, senses. Um, you know TikTok. There's like there's tons of people talking about it, right? Um, so before the internet, when people were have ex experiences, where would they go? I mean, they would maybe look up ghost stories in the local library or something, but mm -hmm. there really wasn't a place to really find out, okay, what is this? It was a longer process, you know? So nowadays you just Google, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm sensing this, I'm hearing someone I don't see. Okay, Google it and see what comes up, right? Mm -hmm. um, so people can learn much quicker um, what's going on and then maybe take classes and things. Um, and then, you know, I'm finding too, and this is, I, I don't hope, I don't sound like I'm getting up on my soapbox here, but I probably am. Um, but the other thing too, because of the proliferation of social media and, and influencers and stuff, people see mediumship and psychic, uh, working as a psychic as being a vehicle for notoriety. Um, right. so there's like a lot of that hunting. happening. Hmm? Like ghost hunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for anything, there's any yeah. anything, anything that has that can get it, that can garner attention is is going to um, get more interest. So, right. um, there, you know, I I tend to come from the side of okay, how can I help people with this, and how can I make life better for others through this, um, through what I'm doing and what I've developed over time. And so, um, but some people will say, how can I use it to get out of the job I hate, or how can I use it to, uh, to get, get more followers TV? on Instagram, <laughs> or right. yeah, or get a book published or whatever and it's like oh my goodness um but i, I really i've you know it, it's hard sometimes in this work I have, you have to keep re re-evaluating motivation you know why is why am i doing this and am i doing it for the highest and best of others and so that's um i think that you know so it's it's 
it's multifaceted why it's so popular now, but we can we can see why, you know. Right. And of yeah. course, there's the shows, there's the Long Island medium, there's this medium, there's that medium. They're on TV, they're on everywhere, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and it's all about, for some people, like you said, well, how many hits am I going to get on this video? Right. Um, how many, how much money am I going to make because I get more advertisers, because I have more viewers, because I have more followers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, there's so much of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who's it about? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and the, especially the beginning of the pandemic, there was, um, you know, I was mm-hmm. doing, on, I was teaching online classes and, um, and a lot of people were, and a, lot of, a lot of teachers were because we couldn't teach in person, um, but it made it easier for people to take classes. And there were so many people who took classes during the pandemic and now they're, you know, they got their website and mm-hmm. they're like, wait, it's only been a couple of years. How can you possibly be, you know, you know doing this already? But um, yeah, so that's just so, a drawback. Of, so it's a long journey. It's, it's, I years, feel years, it years. is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it is. Cause there's, you know, it's more than just being able to hear spirit. It's, it's be it, learning how to be with people essentially to minister to them. Someone who's someone who's in grief, you know, especially with the mediumship part of it. Um, and working as a psychic is, you know, uh, um, I always try to make sure that people, when they come to me for a psychic reading versus a mediumship reading, it's like, you know, I, I can offer you this advice, but ultimately, you know, you have free will. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you, um, uh, you know, what, what way you should go with this. You have to put, you know, use your own mind to do this, but it's just simple guidance. Um, but, um, can, I'm sorry. Can you, just for the listeners, can you, um, explain what the difference between a psychic reading is and the mediumistic reading. Uh, good question. Yes. So, um, okay. So every medium is a psychic. Why not every psychic is a medium? Um, a psychic is someone who can uh, tune into your present situation and look at the potentials around you and, gets, and offer you some insight of what's going on in your life. Uh, a medium is someone who connects to the other side and offers up evidence and messages from those in spirit, ah. makes those connections. Um, so I do both both of those things for people. And uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't remember what the original question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was it. That was yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were doing good. No, you were, uh, I don't know, whatever. But once again, while speaking of that, what you do is is if, or if people are interested in, in getting a reading from you, how can they do that, Laura? Uh, you just go to my website at laurawister.com and it's L A U R A. Not like the city. Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> w O O S T E R dot com. <laughs> That's how some people would like to spell Worcester. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I probably do. Spell it like but, it sounds. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> So, I mean, there are so many, so many, I was going to say different modalities in, in, in mediumship, and I'm not sure if that's the correct phrase at this time. I mean, there, there are spirituals who are organized group. Uh, then you have like, you know, your, I call them freelance media, those people who just do it for a living. Uh, and, and then you know, it goes on to a whole variety of different things. I mean, is there a, do each look down at the others 
<laughs> methods are are they all accepted by everyone? Oh yeah, you've opened up a can of worms with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, now there's anything it, less for me. Right <laughs> Uh, That's true. It's true. Um, yeah, just um, you know, there's certain ways to do things, and and some people feel like some things are better, a you know, better way of doing it than others. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't want to. It's kind of yeah, that's a tough, a tough thing to get into. But um, yeah, but there's different, definitely different ways of looking at it, and there's different ways of of uh, working with spirit, and and uh, some Sorry. people have strong. That's okay. Some people have strong opinions about it. So. Yeah. Wait, wait. The dog has a question. <laughs> the dog always has an opinion. I'm telling you, especially during my show. Uh, I want to get into the the family uh, foundation, that, but I'm going to wait until after the break. So that's why. Okay. But I, I had a question for you. I, I just want your thought. It's got not, nothing really to do with you in particular. Um, there's a famous psychic horse. I don't know if you heard of it, Lady Wonder. Uh, Lady Wonder was a this this woman would go to get her, her horse and be she would never have to call the horse would come automatically to her. <laughs> so she she started doing some things with it and she took like Charles uh, blocks with the letters and and numbers on it and put it on the thing and the horse would spell out words and stuff with it and eventually she built this giant typewriter basically uh, wow. the horse would press it with her nose and these letters would come up or numbers would come up and uh, it, was, it was it was she was quite impressive anyways uh dr ryan from the ryan institute actually came and did investigation her on her as well uh you know he started off with words like he would write a word down on a pad you know a simple word and the horse would spell it out kind of now we're talking nothing nothing verbally wow. all psychically wow and then, and then um they would uh you know he he we got to the point where the, he was spelling out Mesopotamia. Which <laughs> I, I can't even wow. say, never mind spell out. Well, it sounds like you did really well. <laughs> but I mean, so I, I thought about this this case, and and mm -hmm. then they had some somebody came in like a Randy. They said, "Oh no, it's the owner. She's giving tells to the hoss uh, what to do." And but Ryan poo pooed that because. He made sure that the hoss were blinded to certain experiments and even blindfolded at times. Mm -hmm. But my thought was, well, maybe it, it's uh, the hoss in particular, but maybe the the uh, the Randy was right only that the owner was doing it mentally to the hoss. In other words, she was connected to the hoss mentally. Is that you think that's possible in, in your realm? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's possible. I think we can have a telepathic connection with our animals. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like humans can have telepathic connections to their animals. I mean um to each other, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I do. That's a, it's a fascinating thing. Look it up, Lady Wonder. It's it's never heard on that. To, oh it's 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 uh I think the hoss died in nineteen fifty seven. But she was on for yeah she was she could, she'd answer uh, three questions for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money back then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we figured but, it out. Lou and I figured it out. It was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars wow, or something. Wow. Just made wow. <laughs> but it uh, I it is amazing though how many like what animals pick up on though like the subtle cu mm -hmm. uh, cues you know either visual verb uh, verbal or you know audible. Um, 
I mean, if you, if you look at some of the um, the studies around how dogs know things, they, they can, it's almost like they can tell time, but then yeah. if they really look deeper, they, there's all these things that they can't, they, they can hear or experience that we can't. And so they pick right. up on tons it's of- kind of like a wipe. A <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of like a wipe. Oh. A wipe. God. <laughs> they can pick up things and things that uh-huh. we, us men can't figure out. So. This is true. I guess well, we're very true. intuitive people. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what note. <laughs> I don't know what messages my dogs are getting at 3 a.m., but they had best put their blinders on and not receive those messages. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing is is that you know we just had like before the guest in the last uh, our. Um, our last show, uh, they they went on this investigation as part of their documentary, and and uh, they had a dog. The ghost hunting group had a dog with them, and the dog would react to to different uh, spirit. And uh, so, you know, that was that was intriguing. So, and and Laura, you you have uh, which is we're coming up to the break, but Laura, you you've had a dog, right? Oh yes, uh huh. Many yeah. many dogs. So. When when you connect with spirit and the dog is there, does does he he react or she react? Well, I don't have a dog at the moment. Um, no, I mean when you were going through this process. Yeah, my dog actually. Yeah, actually, she would get very calm, and just curl up around my feet. Oh wow! When I was so working, cool. yeah. Huh? All right, we got to take a break anyway. So you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on TojiNet and wherever fine podcasts are being played. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Yard Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And the, oh, our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon become a member uh, for a mere three bucks a month plus a cup of coffee. You'll have access to, I guess it's over 50 videos exclusive to our members so check them out and uh yeah anyways uh we are speaking with uh what's her face Laura (laughs) (laughs) and we'll be uh right back after the break on right here on toji and that Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our very special guest this evening, intuitive medium, Laura Wooster. Woo-woo! We Woo-woo. lost her. She's <laughs> going quiet on us. She's having second thoughts as she came on. <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned before uh, the break, uh, I want to get a little bit into your new is it a new thing i guess it, we, we were talking about episode four on surviving death where they talked about why can't i get freaking names right uh ever the fam, family oh, for, please, for, please. okay forever family foundation forever family foundation it's yes. so easy yet it's so hard for me <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so what is that uh laura well, it's an organization that is, it's actually free to join. Um, free is good. Free is good. Yeah, it helps uh, to support people who have lost other, um, who have lost the loved ones. Um, it's, it's um, the advisory board is filled with people, um, sci- scientifically, scientific minded people. Um, so they, they have a appro- uh, scientific approach to spirit communication on the other side. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. Um but if you, yeah, if you see, they were featured in the episode four. I wasn't a part of the Forever Family Foundation when they created that. Um, I was only recently became a certified medium through them. Um, but oh, yeah, they you certify see, you? Yes. Yeah, you have to go through. I want, I want like, to go around to that, so don't let me forget. Go ahead, continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so they have a scientific process that they go through to, to certify mediums, and I went through that process. And it wasn't easy, I'll tell you that, but... Like, I believe it's like a double blind study and um, but it's all on their website how they go through all that but um, yeah so it's it was founded by um, Fran and Bob Ginsburg who lost their daughter in a very tragic way and and they were both looking for answers about you know where was she where did she go and um, so they created this organization and now they run grief retreats around the country um, to help support people in their grief and during the week and that um, those grief retreats, then there's typically three or four mediums that are uh, completely volunteers. We, we all volunteer for the weekend to come in and do message work for those who are bereaved. Oh yeah. They they take care of us. (laughs) (laughs) Just feed the mediums. We'll be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 um, it's all, it's a completely volunteer organization. And so people go there to deal with grief, or do they go to connect with loved ones that are past? Or yeah, all of it, all of it. So there's speakers during the weekend that um, offer up uh, ways to, um, 
you know, to connect with loved ones and, and show evidence that their loved ones are still around and also to um, have readings with mediums. And um, so, it, you know, there's a lot of scientific um, uh, references during the weekend to, you know, let, you know, about research and all those things. So they can, uh, they have some scientific backup to what, what's happening, you know, and where, what is, where is the spirit world basically? So you say scientific background you want to explain it a little bit well the, you know there's science there's if uh you know there's scientists there um you know what, people... what kind of scientists i mean it's, the word scientist is yeah um, really that's true <laughs> yeah there's a lot of them there yeah i would look definitely look on their website because i don't know specifically all their you know the different uh, backgrounds okay. in it okay. yeah, but fine. um yeah but they you know these are people coming from a science mind mm -hmm. uh with science a science basis and uh you know trying to bridge the gap between the spiritual and the scientific so well, um, one of my pet peeves have always been mediums who said oh yeah but i'm scientific based and mm -hmm. they and, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything about this group, by the way, because I, I don't know enough about this group to, to make a decision one way or the other. But mm -hmm. um, since you're involved with it, I assume it's a good group anyways. But, uh, you know, let's say the scientific base and, and they say, why that? Because, oh, we, we I, you know, I bring a, a ghost meter with me or something like that, which has absolutely mm -hmm. nothing to do with science. <laughs> but, <they're right. laughs> yeah. but they're fun so, to use, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yes, they are fun. And you know why you own all that crap. So, oh, yeah. uh, but so I guess going to these instruments, which is kind of what I was wanted to ask you after the break was, um, there are so many different instruments to communicate with spirit. Uh, everything from Ouija boards to EVPs to ghost meters to, uh, you know, uh, obelisks and, and spirit boxes and everything else. What are, what is your thoughts on, on these particular items? Starting with the Ouija board. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll, go classical. we'll go classical. Of course. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a lot of experience with the Ouija board, mm -hmm. you know, other than, you know, the one well, that came from yeah. Parker Brothers, like, when we were very young. Um, I think it was the one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's, you know, there's people involved when you're moving something around. So it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, it, they can be fun to use. Um, I, I don't have any problem with Ouija boards. I think there's some people who do. Um, I don't use them. I, I don't right. have a problem with them either, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, now, what, so going the other way, what about some of these, these pieces of uh, equipment that, that have been developed or used? <clears throat> well, um, I'll say this. Um, I know spirit can manipulate um, energy, electricity, um, and, you, and you notice like in, in, for anybody who has seen that episode, um, that, you know, the, um, Bob and Fran who founded the Forever Family Foundation, they actually had, uh, electrical things happen in their house. Yeah. You know? That was pretty cool, by the way. That was very cool. Wow. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. So, you know, spirit is energy. So if spirit is energy, they can, they can influence mm -hmm. electrical devices. So, um, do I think everything that happens with a, a ghost meter or anything like that is, is real? I think there might be other explanations for it. Like I know cell phones are a big problem ever since, you know, they, it does. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time Laura and I would get on a phone call, when, when we first were working together. <laughs> what would happen, Laura? 
phone would go dead. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. It, it would just drain. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it, yeah it reflected my inner inner soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do to women. I, I drain their energy. Oh, <laughs> They've gone dead. Sucked it right out of her. Sucked them right out of her. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, I do think I do, I do think spirit can manipulate anything. Um, there's this great story with, um, uh, have you ever spoke with Dave Kane? No. Okay, so he. Should we? I don't think so. I don't think you have. Um, I oh, should we? You should. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Um, so his he lost his son in the Rhode Island nightclub fire. He, oh, yeah, it was, it was awful. He was the youngest uh, victim. Um, but after he passed, there was all these incredible things that were happening, and 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 Dave talks about everything that happened, and you know, you know manipulating different things and 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 showing evidence that he was still around. It's just incredible. Um, so. I, I do think that, you know, that spirit can manipulate electronic devices and things, but I don't know if it, it, I don't think it happens on demand. I think it happens because it's meant to happen when it does. And it, and it, it's without our influence, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence about ghost hunting devices and things like that. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with the K2 meter. When they, we are used to, cool, <laughs> they are fun. They are fun. But there's a lot that can that can cause those to go off, and I think I think the things that are really the most meaningful are the things that we don't prepare ourselves for or or hope to happen. It just happens. That's One of true. my favorite lines is from Downton Abbey is uh, they're in the kitchen and uh, Padmore's there and there's a couple of people and they're doing the Ouija board. Oh, that was funny. That was great. Uh, said, "Yeah," and uh, they says, well, "What's the matter, Mrs. Patton? Don't you believe?" Uh, in spirits, she says, "Yeah, I believe in spirits, but I don't believe they play games." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that a, was a was great funny. episode. Uh, that yeah, was really that funny. I got to answer it now. Answer on it. So. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Good. Just yeah. recently started watching it, and now I'm like, oh, I'm so hooked on this show. It's crazy, right? and, yeah, and my husband too. My husband too. But, yeah, I love that. It's one of my, my favorite shows ever. Uh, yeah, me too. I've watched it. I but I, I thought that the whole Ouija board episode uh, mm -hmm. was just so funny. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, it's a Ouija board. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I loved it, too. So um, going back to the what you do, Laura, and yeah. not devices and stuff. Now, the Forever Foundation, you're there to help people. You're there to... Uh, <sighs> Guide? I know. No, I'm not. It's just like no. I'm. I'm thinking as I talk as I always okay. do. Okay. All right. The, the, you know, people go there for a reason to to for comfort. But when you, because you're a medium, you're expected to connect with people they want, right? Is that is that putting a lot of pressure on you to do that? Yeah, and it, and that's one thing I I would I say at the beginning of every session is that you know you you may there may be certain people you definitely want to hear from, but there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and it does. I mean, I've done two of the grief retreats so far, and at the end of the the weekend, there were at least you know five people in the group who didn't get a reading at all out of out of the four mediums. You know, so mm -hmm. um, I think there's there's a bigger picture here. I think um, that's you know like my friend Janet Nohavik would say. She would say. You know, spirit is an intelligent, um, is an is an is an intelligence, right? There's an intelligence to spirit. Right. So, um, You're not and there's monkeys. 
Right, exactly. And it's a bigger picture here, right? And we we may want to hear from certain people in a certain from in, in a certain way at a certain time. Um, but there there's a bigger picture. There's a there's a I, I feel that spirit has an awareness of where we are spiritually if we're ready to have that connection, if there's more that needs to happen before we have that connection. Um that and sometimes you know the, the I, I believe is a medium for everybody, and then there's some mediums that are better for certain people than other people, because um, it is a I, I believe an energetic match, because um, it is it is a, a circuit, you know, yeah, it's an electrical circuit type, in a sense. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So and I and I believe too that sometimes some people don't get that connection because they're meant to continue to search because it's not. It's not simply to learn to know that their loved one's okay. They, you know, when when they lost their loved one, it was a catalyst for them for their spiritual growth. And if they get exactly what they're looking for, what they think that they need, then they may no longer search further than than beyond their front door. So, um, I do believe that for some people, it may take years to make that connection. But but it really is not because they're being punished or they their loved one doesn't love them enough. But maybe it's quite the opposite, that their loved one loves them enough to sort of um, let them wait so they, they can grow. You know, that, that brings up to a point, uh, and it was a piece I did on uh, Patreon for uh, our Patreon listeners, where they have actually have developed a machine that allows you to talk to the dead mm-hmm. after they go on to deceased loved one. Mm-hmm. And it's artificial intelligence otherwise this mm. machine is is like uh, you know your alexa or whatever the hell that thing is that creepy mm-hmm. stuff that they do and, it is really creepy it is creepy <laughs> but, you know i i find so many things morally wrong with that and, and that it, it's not it yeah you really uh, you're not really letting go you're really not uh, moving on, you're really not. Is is that the same when in the medium world? In other words, if if you want to keep connecting to somebody who's already passed, okay. is is mm-hmm. does you prevent them from moving healing? on? Words, yeah, from healing. That's a good mm-hmm. word for it. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some people may say that you know, there's some people who believe that if you keep trying to connect with someone on the other side, you're holding them back too. But I, I don't believe that. I think that's okay. putting a, I think that that's putting a worldly context on the spirit world. Um, I, I don't believe that there's a limit to the other side. I don't either. But, um, but I do believe as far as healing and, uh, we don't. I don't think we ever stop grieving. I think it evolves over time. I get, you know, it, it, it. We, we deal with it a different way as time goes on. Um, but I do feel that sometimes people count on mediums far too much. And, you know, occasionally from time to time, someone will come to me and then they'll want to come to me again and again and again. And, and I finally have to say, you know, you either have to find another medium or or this, it, you need, maybe they need therapy. Maybe they need to go to a grief therapist um, right. or make their own connections with their loved ones. I think I think that's the healthiest thing is like, the, you know, to go to a medium once or twice, I think is perfectly healthy. Um but I think it's healthier to spend the time learning the new language that you have with your loved one because um, mm-hmm. they're not gone. They're still around. It's just it's it's like if suddenly, you know, the person that you live in your house with um, in the house with you suddenly 
lost the ability to hear, you would learn sign language. Um, right. Same thing that I would think with someone who's on the other side is that you have to learn a new language. So I think it's time better spent is learning that language, like how to sit quietly and and hear hear them communicating with you. And it's not it's not like picking up a phone. It's it, it takes a little bit of time, but it, it's it's very possible for everybody. And I would worry that it it might exacerbate uh, my grief. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I've. Uh... But it may also be preventing you from developing yourself. I mean, right. we right. we all are on this earth. Well, depending on who you believe in, is to mm -hmm. grow and develop. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if we can't like let, let go of, you know, not forget, but to let go to you know achieve mm -hmm. what you have to achieve. And that's it's not a good thing. Mm, yeah, in, in right. My, my opinion whatsoever. But you know. Yeah, there's um gosh, I can't remember the name of the documentary. My mind just went completely blank. But there was a documentary not too long ago that came out. Um and it was based on Alan Botkin's work. Um where it's uh he's a a therapist and he was doing um, it's, uh, what's the word EMDR, something with the eye, eye movement. Um, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I apologize for the incorrect verbiage here, but, um, he but was working with, show, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was working with people, um, uh, with PTSD from, from, uh, wars, mm -hmm. from work being in, in, uh, in wars. So he was, um, working with them with this eye movement thing to help them through, um, the PTSD, and they found over time that they were actually having spontaneous spiritual connections with people on the other side doing this process. Um, and it was incredibly healing. Like they, they literally would, in a matter of hour, an hour or so, be quote unquote healed, or they move, they'll move beyond this emotional um, issue that they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and so. Um, they started using it. They started training people to do this uh, to work with people who are in heavy grief. And I will find out the name of that that documentary. Uh, I think it was Living with Ghosts is the name of it, if I remember right. Uh, so look that up. It's really, really good. So there was a woman. She was, um, and I hope I'm getting this all right, if I remember right. She was having a really difficult time after her husband died. She had a couple, you know, two children that were living with her, and. And she, it was, it was devastating. She just couldn't move. She just not that you're not, nobody should ever be expected just to move on from a sudden passing. Oh, um, no. But it wasn't, it was almost to the point where she wasn't living. Mm -hmm. um, and so when, when you're not, you know, grieving is one thing, but if it keeps you from living and, it, and for an extended amount of time, then there's a bigger problem. Right. Okay. So, um, so she ended up being a, a test subject or something. I can't even remember what the circumstance was, but I think it was only a short amount of time working with um, the therapist using this method. She was a different person mm. and, and, and her kids got her back, you know? Oh, so, wow. so it's, um, there's, I don't know why, why certain people really, um, really get so entrenched in their grief that it's devastating, like devastatingly um, long grief. Right. I don't understand what makes what's the difference between one person who can is a bit more resilient mm -hmm. and can you know they don't grieve any more than the other person, but they just are a little bit more resilient than maybe someone else is. It I don't know if it's people are wired that way or mm -hmm. I don't know. How many cases have you heard where a couple have been married for a period of time and and then one of them dies and then the other one just gives up because she is, they end up dying 
shortly after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's sad in a lot of our instances. It is. And yeah. I, so if you were to give advice to people on, on, I mean, connecting with with people that have been in your life before, what would it be other than using the medium? How could they do it themselves? And we're not, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um... So I would I would sort of set up a, a language with them. Like for example, um, uh, there was someone who came to me and and she said that her loved one in when in the first year was very very present. Like there was like dimes everywhere. There were feathers. There were mm-hmm. like cardinals, and they just would show up everywhere. And then all of a sudden, it just started to get quieter over time. And and so I suggested that they find an you know find another way for them to connect so I I suggest you know just pick something it could be anything you know that you want to show up in your life as a sign from your loved one and um you know it doesn't and then you know if if, say they picked a red cardinal right um you know literally it could be a red cardinal that shows up or it could be a red cardinal that shows up in the craziest places you know there might be um you know because that that's my sign as a red cardinal so I remember there was one time I was uh, just an example from from you know my sign from spirit I was driving somewhere where I think I was going to be working or something doing mediumship work and I'm like okay please let me know everything's going to be okay (laughs) and I literally was having this conversation in my head I just wanted a reassurance that um that spirit was going to have my back that weekend right so I was driving and and as soon as I said it a truck came by and there was a red cardinal on the back of the truck it (laughs) landed on the back of the truck so um things like that um (laughs) That's I, great. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would always say set up a, set up a word, set up a keyword, a number, um, uh, it could be their, the birth date of, of your loved one. It could be a, a number that, that the, that your loved one was really connected to, um, or just, uh, you know, whatever it may be and just say, okay, so-and-so if, if you want to let me know you're around, bring it through any way you can. And just keep looking for those things. And and then when, you know, even if you're not hundred percent sure it's from them, say, okay, if that was you do that again, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so it's just kind of a new way of, of, uh, sign language basically, you know, mm-hmm. and right. also it's helpful to, um, to sit quietly and in quiet yes. meditation and, um, and have conversations. You could even write letters to them and, and they'll oftentimes they'll answer in your, in your mind, in your own mind's voice. And you'll know, you'll just feel like it's coming, even though it's in your own mind's voice, it it feels like it's coming from them and you'll know it's them. So Wow. And of yeah. course, they can make themselves known in dreams as well. Oh, that's a, one of the number one ways to do it because our logical mind is asleep at that point. So our intuitive mind is mm-hmm. very active. And so they're able to just slip right in. And the coolest thing is like the the dream visits there, they tend to be on the shorter side, although some people have really elaborate dreams, but they tend to be short dreams, very vivid, very memorable. You'll you'll remember how it even felt like years later. Mm. Um, And they often don't say very much at all, if anything. And they just might, you know, um, you might even get a hug from them or they might touch your your arm or... um, you know, they, they may not say nothing at all. They may just smile, but they always look healthy. And there's, there's, right. it's a, it's a happy dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally had that happen. Yeah. How, what, yeah. what was that like for you? That was so like, so vivid. Yeah. Um, and it was my neighbor, Karen, uh, 
lived across the street from me and, and died um, a number of years ago. But I, I had never had that happen to me before, but she came to me mm-hmm. in a dream and uh, I was in my house and we, she, we were having a party and she just came like kind of through the crowd of people at the party and hugged me. Wow. And said, I, I can't stay long, Annie. I got to go. And then she, she just left, <laughs> but it was Karen. It was Karen. And, and I, um, uh, I told my neighbors that, uh, and they were just crying, you know, and, but I've never, it was so vivid. So, so like it happened, like it really happened. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you can't make was, that kind of stuff up. It just, it was very so real. And I don't generally remember my dreams, but that one I woke up and I'm like, I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's crazy. And you probably felt her essence too, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like the best, like the hug was like, yeah. So, so real. Like, yeah. I don't even it's, know how to describe it. Yeah. I totally get it. Cause I've had a couple of them and it just, it is, there's a, this is, it, it is like magical almost, you know, yes. that sense. And, um, I had posted on TikTok about dream visits, uh, maybe a year or two ago. And I, I had like hundreds of people who commented saying that that happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And so it's very common and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And, and I've had a couple of other ones and I'd actually written about them on Facebook. Um, and one, I was in a house with my mom. And I know I see it. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. I was in a house with my mom and I met this, this older couple and, but I kept dreaming that I kept falling asleep and they said, well, you have to go now. And <laughs> like I had, I woke up, I had the address in my head, everything. And so wow. vivid. Somebody said that was your ancestors. You visited <sighs> your ancestors. Whoa. It was, it was wild. I'm going to have to look it up on my Facebook memories. Wow. Yeah. Share that out again so I can see it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. I will. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So we have to wrap it up. You've been listening to, uh, what are we? Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on TojiNet. Uh, special guest today has been Laura Wister and she is an intuitive medium. Uh, you could find out more about Laura by going to her website, which is Laura. Laura, it's just uh, simply laurawoster.com. Which is spelled? L-A-U-R-A-W-O-O-S-T-E-R.com. No, it's so easy. Laura Wester, like everybody knows you are. Wester. I should say. There you go. Anyways, we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 286 Merrick Street, McEwen, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon become a member of the Deadass Society and join us on Patreon <laughs> for a mere three bucks a month. And you have access to tons of videos and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, my signs are a dragonfly if it's a deceased loved one and a crow if it's a non-loved one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Somebody it. else. Oh, all right. Somebody else. But Somebody else. <laughs> anyways, we have to go. Thank you, Laura. You Thank all have you. a good night. God Thank bless you. everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks, good Anne. Night, Thanks, Ron. You're welcome. <laughs>
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.